Welcome to Art Conversations, and I am your host, Lisa Jane Irvine. As a practicing visual artist, I've had the opportunity to meet many interesting individuals along the way. Every path I've ventured down has provided me with a greater knowledge in the arts, as well as a vast array of experiences that have helped to shape my practice both in and out of the studio. I encourage you to grab a cup of tea or even a coffee and settle in as we begin my conversations with my guests who are working, practicing, exploring, even playing in the arts. everyone and welcome to my studio. I thought this week I would sit and have a little conversation with you about some of the musings I've been having. It turns out May has been a very busy month, one that's much busier than I had anticipated. And the busier I got, the more I started to think about this idea of how do I balance my artist life with my everyday responsibilities and expectations, the basic things that you have to do. And I remember pre-pandemic, we used to talk at my workplace about this thing about work-life balance, which always baffled me because no matter how many times people talked about it, it seemed something that was unachievable and unattainable. Really, there's no amount of equilibrium between the two things. There are months where my artist life is much busier than my personal life. And there are months where my personal life is busier than my artist life. And really, it's just an ebb and flow. And I think we need to stop putting pressure on ourselves to have this perfect balance or so-called balance. And there are some things that I do that help me to manage this. And I thought I would share today just some of the things that I've been doing more recently just to sort of find that balance. First and foremost, it's important for me to show up in the studio. I find I'm much calmer and things in general seem to flow much better when I'm giving myself that time to be the creative person that I am. When I focus too much on one thing over the other and don't give myself time to create, I definitely notice that I'm a little bit grumpier to be around. So we have to sort of acknowledge what works for us personally. I guess it was around December. I was starting to feel a little bit of burnout before I got sick. And I had decided that, you know what, I need one day a week where I can do the studio stuff that I'm not getting around to. And I decided at that point that looking at my own personal schedule, Saturdays seemed to be the best time to do that. So I scheduled myself in for Saturday mornings in the studio and have been more recently fairly consistent on keeping that schedule going. I also thought with doing the podcast, what days do I need for that? And really, I need two days in the week. So I use Thursday evenings and Sunday mornings as my time to work on the podcast. There's a lot of moving parts with the podcast from recording to scheduling, contacting and communicating with artists to editing and scheduling social media and so forth. I definitely do need those two days to do those things. And then for those of you that don't know me well, my full-time career is as a high school 
visual arts teacher. From Monday to Friday, I'm in a classroom with students. So you can see how there's a lot going on. And that doesn't include just your everyday stuff, like spending time with my partner and doing the mundane things like grocery shopping or cleaning the house. So it does take a little bit of planning and maneuvering and figuring out how do I fill everything in and be accountable to everything without being burnt out. And let's be honest, sometimes I do feel like I'm getting burnt out. I'm being more cognitive of recognizing when those moments are coming and taking steps back when I need to. But by nature, I'm a person who likes to do stuff and is always active. And so when that happens, I need to really be mindful that, you know what, I'm pushing myself too hard and it's okay if I take a break. When I look at how things have been over the years, has this changed? Absolutely. There's no perfect formula that I can give you to say this will work 100% for you. Because let's face it, life changes. Life is always flowing, moving, changing, evolving. And mine has definitely changed over the years. But you work with what you have in your moment and maybe within smaller time frames. like maybe you look at your life in three or four month increments and figure out over the next couple of months, what are my big commitments or what are the things that I need? And then how do I, as an artist, find that bit of time to create and to do the things that I love? We all have different responsibilities. I can't wait till there's a time where I'm in the studio 24-7. And maybe when I get to that point, I might not want to be in the studio 24-7, and that's okay. I have had the gift of time at different points. And one of those biggest gifts of time was back in 2016 when I took a sabbatical from work for seven months. Just having the freedom to do what I wanted when I wanted without the responsibility of my day-to-day -day job was amazing. And for me, I filled that with travel. I spent seven weeks traveling and I also spent three months in a mentorship residency where I really got to day-to-day -day think about what I wanted to do artistically and to figure out what my direction was and if I was on the right path for myself. I also have summer vacations, which is always nice. I usually have one or two projects going on during that time, but that is my time also to take a little bit of a step back and to reflect on what I'm doing and take a break and to do things that are outside my norm. And then of course, any of those times where you have a plan or something scheduled and it's suddenly canceled, those are great gifts of time to take advantage of the studio. I used to think that artists just created and created. We have all these beautiful stories and myths and legends about artists and how they create and what they do and how they work. But really, very few people talk about what happens when you're not creating. For the longest time, I thought artist block was detrimental to the creative process. But within the last 15 years, I've sort of shifted my view on that. And I don't fully believe that there is a thing called artist block. And I know that's going to be controversial to some. I really think that's just a time where you're creatively filling your well again. And we need to take those pauses. We need to have those breaks from the studio. 
We can't keep creating all the time. And when you're filling the well, there are so many amazing things you can do that just give you so much inspiration, fills you with ideas, enthusiasm, excitement, and it's okay to walk away from the studio and to sort of start fresh again. Some of my favorite ways of filling the artist's well include travel, of course, pre-pandemic. I haven't been able to do that recently, but hope to get back to it soon. Being outdoors really does it for me. I love hiking, exploring. I love being in my garden. There's something about nature that just fills me up with ideas. I also love things like going to art galleries. I have been to the Art Gallery of Ontario what feels like a thousand times. I'm sure it's not literally, but every time I go, I see something new and something different. I don't just go to see their big exhibitions. I sometimes just go to wander through their collection and just see things from a new perspective, a new idea. We come to it with where we are in our own lives. So you come to it with a new perspective. I love attending artist exhibitions and openings. I wish more artists would get out and support one another. It's so integral to who we are because to hear other artists talk about their ideas, their inspiration, to see their excitement and passion for their work, even if it's not related to what you're doing, you can be inspired by that. They may say something about their creative process or what their ideas are or who they're influenced by that just sparks a little bit of inspiration in you. And suddenly you have this great idea for a new body of work, or you want to try something that you haven't tried before. So definitely get out and support other artists. I'm a big reader. I love, love, love books. So just having books around me and reading and being inspired that way is also great. Listening to podcasts. Yes, I produce a podcast, but I also support a number of other artists and their podcasts. So I encourage you to find podcasts that you find interesting. It doesn't even have to be about art. If you're interested in astronomy, find a podcast about astronomy, something that you get that nugget of excitement from. And as mundane as it is, sometimes just cleaning up my studio can be a great way to fill my well. I go through and I see things that I haven't seen in a while, or I find a material I forgot I had. There's so much we have around us that could definitely be inspiring. So back to that idea of artist life balance, just remember, we always make time for things that are important to us. So if you're not valuing your time in the studio, then you're going to make excuses as to why you can't get there. I can always make myself busy if I don't want to deal with a creative problem or if I'm stuck for a new idea or I'm not sure what I want to make next of course I'm gonna be busy. My schedule could fill up with all sorts of things. You just have to see, is this something I am doing because I have to do it or I need to do it? Or is it something I'm doing to avoid taking that creative time? There's definitely a difference between being busy and responsibility. So for example, I can be busy with 
cleaning my house, getting my groceries. Maybe I open a cupboard to see what's inside it and decide I'm going to take all the contents out and reorganize them. Not because they need reorganizing, but just because I'm trying to keep busy. So when you're looking at yourself and your own life and how busy or not busy it may be, I have some tips just to help you out with deciding how do I get something that feels comfortable for me in that artist's life balance. And everybody's going to be different. There's no one formula fits all. For me, it's a matter of using some scheduling techniques and also being accountable to my studio. So here are my five tips for finding a little bit of artist life balance. First, I recommend you use an agenda just for like a month. I mean, obviously you could go beyond that, but I think if you just track what a month is like in your life, you are going to realize that there are moments you could steal away for creativity. It doesn't have to be big. I think artists think that if I'm going to be a serious artist, I have to be in the studio from you know morning till night and there's no breaks in between. Not at all. Steal away that little bit of time you have. And if you track what you're doing, you're going to realize there are days or moments within your week or even within your month that fit for time in the studio. It can be anything from half an hour to two hours. It doesn't have to be a full day. There's no rule around this. Number two, create a daily practice. One of my favorite projects is the 100-day project. It's an annual project. You can Google it and learn about it online. You can follow the 100-day project on social media. And the idea is that you just commit to something for 100 days, as big or as small as you wish. So for example, if you wanted to take pieces of paper, let's say five inches by five inches and do a drawing daily, that could take you under 15 minutes a day. Just prep your paper, put it aside, have your materials available, and somewhere that you sit down for 15 minutes every day for 100 days, and suddenly you have a project. I guarantee if you commit to a practice like this, you're going to A, see your work evolve and B, you're going to feel more creative and more inspired. And by doing that, you're starting to get more and more inspiration. It was Maya Angelou who said, you can't use up creativity. The more you use it, the more you have. So a hundred day project is perfect for this. Tip number three. Schedule studio time like an appointment. We schedule dental appointments, doctor's appointments. Why not schedule your studio time? Countless artists will suggest this. And if you're a podcast listener like myself or you love to read, you're going to find there are numerous artists out there who say schedule your time. First and foremost, you have to value your time. So if you schedule it, you have to honor it. And I think so many artists don't feel that they deserve that time to create. Again, it doesn't have to be a big time frame. Just schedule two, three hours in the week. And then if anything comes along, you just say, I'm sorry, I'm busy at that time. You don't have to explain yourself. You don't have to tell people. It's your studio time. Or make it a big deal. I'm sorry. I can't do that. I'm in the studio that time. I've been keeping my Saturday studio sessions open for myself. 
that's the time I show up. I've had people ask me to do things. I'm sorry, I can't do that at Saturday morning. I have a studio session. And yeah, sure, they'll kind of look at you like, well, is that more important than meeting up with me or doing this thing? Yes, to me, it is. It's really important for my balance and for me feeling calm and for my creativity. So schedule that appointment like you deserve it and keep it, honor it. Number four, track or plan your projects. I know a lot of artists have trouble with this. They feel like they need a big exhibition in order to work on something. And yeah, if you have an exhibition, this is great. It's motivation for you to work on a body of work, but you don't have to have a big event in order to create. You could start working on a body of work that you've dreamt of doing for a long time. And hopefully the exhibition follows. You could start working on a series or experimenting with the material. Once you get into that creative process of starting, then start to track your progress, figure out what's next. If you're leaving the studio before you leave, just spend a few minutes and say, what do I need to do next time I come back here? And then it gets so much easier to fall back into the work. It takes us a lot longer to figure out the what to do rather than knowing what is the next step. So if you sort of take a moment to yourself, it could be that you have a journal, a sketchbook, you just write down, I need to glaze that painting or I need to tidy up that corner of the studio. Even something like tidying up will lead to that creative spark. And then finally, number five, surround yourself with inspiration. That can be anything from images of artworks, images related to a project you're working on, objects that you just find beautiful. Maybe it's previous artwork. Maybe it's listening to a podcast or even having a beautiful piece of music playing in the background or books. I mentioned this earlier. I love reading. Have some of your favorite books in your studio. Or if you're really stuck, take an online workshop or spend an afternoon with some other artists. All of these things will lead to you feeling creative and inspired. Finally, before I end off today, I would just say the easiest thing and the best thing to do is just show up. I know that sounds easier said than done, but if you're in a creative rut, just showing up is the first step. Being consistent, showing up in your studio, even if you're just moving materials around or looking at older work, eventually it's going to lead to something. So I hope a little bit of inspiration comes out of my musings, but we all have to find what works within our own lives. And as I said, for me right now, it's my Saturday studio time. I've been posting my Saturday studio sessions, so check them out. Follow along, comment, like. I love hearing feedback from people. And tell me what you're working on. I would love to hear what's happening in your own studio. And if you're not an artist and just love art, well, maybe you take some time to schedule in a visit to a gallery. It doesn't mean you have to be creative yourself. You can surround yourself with beautiful art. So thank you for now. I look forward to our next chat. And in the meantime, tune in next week for my next guest. Check me out on Instagram at Art Conversations with Lisa Jane Irvine. You'll see all my updates there and have a wonderful week. Thank you for tuning in to Art Conversations with Lisa Jane Irvine. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and hit the like button. And don't forget to check out my website, Facebook, and Instagram accounts. Thank you for listening. See you next time.